Well, it's time for us to jump into the fire once again. We got a few things to go over, and hopefully you enjoy it. Ron Hall here, as always. Let's jump in the fire and get started right now. Today, Matt Hullander on the steps of the Hamilton County Courthouse made it official that he is a candidate for Hamilton County Mayor, replacing the retiring Jim Coppinger. What I know about Matt Hullander might fit in a thimble, but he has got to be better than Donald Jr. Womp. Of course, Wiley Coyote would be better than Weston Womp. So I'm going to encourage each and every one of you to vote for Matt Hollander because we do not need Don Jr. running Hamilton County. Hell, he can't even have a real job. I'd like to know who the hell is financing his campaign for mayor. I would really like to know that because I don't think he's going to get much local support as far as dollars and cents. Now, Hollander says he will not use his own money, but in looking at the folks who were on the steps of the courthouse today, money should not be a problem. Whereas with Don Jr., I mean uh, Western Womp, I think a lot of his money for this campaign is going to come from outside the area with the people he has his nose firmly planted to the cheeks of their asses in Congressman Crenshaw and all of those dumbasses up in Washington that he so loves to be associated with. I noticed during the event that District Attorney Neil Pinkston was on the steps of the courthouse standing behind Mr. Hollander, which is encouraging to say the least that we can tell right now that Matt Hollander is not going to support Ivanka Womp in her bid to oust District Attorney Pinkston. I'm still dumbfounded as to why she's running to begin with, other than the fact that Hamilton County Sheriff Jim Hammond obviously is a Womp Davidian. Because if you'll recall back when Zach Womp was running for Congress, his zealots were given the name Womp Davidians by Jeff Stiles, I believe. And by the way, listen to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show on Spotify and every other podcast platform. Jeff, Jen, Russell, Brian Stone, listen to Brian Stone on air. But I digress. Jeff coined the phrase, phrase Womp Davidians because there he had some very zealous supporters during his days as a congressman who were 
very similar to Trump Davidians. They were right and everybody else was fucking wrong. Well, you know, Zach didn't do a bad job. He didn't do a great job because he didn't do a whole freaking lot for Chattanooga. And what makes us think that his daughter, who's not that far removed from law school, who was given the job as the attorney for Hamilton County Sheriff Jim Hammond, don't tell me that daddy didn't play into that. But it would be interesting to find out who is financing both of those campaigns and just where is the money fucking coming from? But we've got a lot of time to sort this out. Maybe I'll start my own little investigation. Let's really find out where the money's coming from. How much is daddy putting in? Because God forbid if Don Jr. or Ivanka were to win a, 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 the elections, where the hell is Hamilton County going to be? God help us all if they do. But interesting stuff going on at CNN. Chris Cuomo suspended indefinitely for helping out his brother. Now, he did violate policy of CNN, so the suspension is merited. And whether you support Governor Cuomo or you think he should serve some prison time because it, on the surface it appears he's guilty as hell. And the fact is that his brother Chris was helping him to spin and how to handle the media during this crisis, so to speak, in Governor Cuomo, former Governor Cuomo's sexual assault charges or whatever. And so CNN did the right thing in suspending him indefinitely. I don't think he'll get his job back. The optics of that are horrible, much like the optics down in Ringgold when defeated city council member Randall Franks was threatening to sue because he lost the election by three votes and he's threatening to sue and the man who defeated him is an African American and apparently he has thought better of that because the optics just sucked. So it looks there won't be a lawsuit, but he's still a freaking douchebag. Um, the college football world is now we're really off on a tangent. The college football world is, needless to say, in turmoil right now. Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma, one of the most storied programs in college football history, to go to an even more storied,
storied program, and that's USC. For a lot of money. Now, you have the folks who live and die by the SEC saying that Lincoln Riley did this because he knows when Oklahoma gets to the SEC that they're not going to be worse shit. Well, a rising tide lifts all boats, and by adding Texas and Oklahoma, number one, you get more eyeballs on the SEC. So to say that Oklahoma won't be competitive is being very, very naive. Oklahoma's never been really bad in football. Think about it. But you will be hard-pressed to find a more storied program than USC. Heisman U, national championship U, and they've not been relevant in the national title picture since the days of the BCS when they lost to Texas in the Rose Bowl for the national championship game when Matt Leinart was the quarterback. But college football is much, much better when Southern Cal is relevant. Now, what that does leave is a gaping hole at Oklahoma, which I think the whole thing is an orchestrated deal by Bob Stoops to come back to coaching because he's taking over as the interim because Oklahoma's still going to get a pretty damn good bowl game out of the deal. So, and Bob Stoops will be on the sideline, and I think he's starting to miss it because... Folks, Fox sports coverage of college football sucks. And when you don't have eyeballs watching, why not get back into coaching? Um, I know Tennessee fans are all nervous thinking that Josh Heupel could be offered the job. Uh, I don't think that's highly likely, especially with Bob Stoops still being involved in the Oklahoma program because he was a scapegoat for Bob Stoops, and there's still some bad blood there between Stoops and Heifel. Yes, Oklahoma is a better job than the University of Tennessee, and if you think otherwise, you're foolish. You're being very, very foolish if you think Tennessee is on the same level as Oklahoma. But I don't think Tennessee fans have anything to worry about as far as Hypel leaving Knoxville. Then, this week, Brian Kelly decides he's had enough at Notre Dame. And he bolts and takes the job at LSU after it was pretty much agreed to that, Ed Orgeron, you need to get your fat ass out of here. So Brian Kelly leaves arguably the most storied program in college football history. 
you look at national championships, Heisman Trophy winners, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a college football program that tops Notre Dame. And so he leaves Notre Dame and goes to LSU where he's going to get paid right at $10 million a year. Now, it's my understanding he won't be the highest-paid coach in college football for long because, the I mean, there's a story out there that Nick Saban has it in his contract that he will remain the highest-paid coach in college football, and Nick Saban is worth every freaking penny. But with this kind of money being thrown around for the coaches, and I understand they've got the name, image, and likeness stuff going on now that college athletes can use. Um, There's one for a local car wash that has two Mox players. So they picked up a little coin. But something's got to be done about these enormous contracts that coaches sign and the athletes are kind of left out in the cold. Now, on the reverse side, yes, football brings in the most money to a university. That's a fact. And so the football players and some of the basketball programs have huge visibility. The Dukes, the Kansases, the North Carolinas. But the vast majority of college athletes are not getting any kind of name, image, and likeness money. And how can you balance out these high prices that you're paying for coaches when pretty much the athletes are left out on their own to make a little bit of money on their name, which is all well and good. Problem is, now you're getting the argument that the athletes should be paid. The problem being... How do you divvy this money up? Because that's when the Title IX monster will rear its head. Because if a football player is getting X dollars, a college softball player should be getting the same amount. Even though it is a sport that typically in 99% of colleges in this country lose money. If you think the University of Tennessee softball program is making money, I've got some swamp land in Arizona, I'll say you, because they're not making money. College softball programs do not make money. Women's college basketball does not make money. 
college volleyball does not make money. So how are you going to take care of the young athletes who are making it possible for Brian Kelly, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, yada, 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 to make close to or $10 million a year and unless you're getting some name image likeness money you're still eating peanut butter sandwiches a lot of the time so I don't know how it's going to happen but it's just one of those wait and see instances my thing now is what will Notre Dame do? Is there enough goodwill still behind the name Notre Dame to make a big name higher? And Brian Kelly was successful. He, you know, he got in the playoff picture a couple of times and it's just so hard for Notre Dame because they're not affiliated with a conference. When you're getting the kind of TV money that Notre Dame gets, you know, yeah, but it also kind of leaves you out in the cold unless you were running the table. This weekend's the perfect example because you've got the Big 12 championship You've got the Big Ten Championship. You've got the SEC Championship. And got the American Athletic Championship, Cincinnati and Houston. If Houston does win, and it's possible they can pull the upset. It's It's very possible. That's going to knock Cincinnati out of the top four. Then you got Oklahoma State and Baylor playing in the Big 12. Baylor's on the outside looking in, even if they win. But if Oklahoma State wins, Cincinnati loses, then currently Alabama sits at number three. We'll get to them in a minute. But Cincinnati, if they don't win their conference championship game, they're done. They're toast. Alabama and Georgia play. This is going to be one of those instances where the winner's going to go, the loo- if if Alabama pulls the upset and beats Georgia, then Georgia would still be left in. However, if Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama's going to be out. Alabama will be out. So, What could happen? Cincinnati loses. Oklahoma State wins. Oklahoma State moves up to number four. Alabama loses. They drop. That would throw Notre Dame in there. The only thing being, would the committee take Notre Dame when they don't have a coach? That's going to be the thing. So it's going to be an interesting weekend. College football, once again shows that they are king. It's just unreal. Um, Thankfully, the Titans have the weekend off. 
because losing two in a row, a decimated, decimated roster from injuries, maybe a week to heal, and the Titans can right the ship. That's going to wrap it up for today. Again, folks, please do not support Chattanooga's Don Jr. and Ivanka in their bids to take the county mayor's position and the district attorney's. We do not need those two ne'er-do-wells in office. One doesn't have a real job and the other one gets a, you know, air quotes, real job because Sheriff Hammond decided to put a little patronage toward one of uh, Zach Womp's kids. Until next time, this is Ron Hall. We'll see you next week on Jump Into the Fire.